Laura, did That's you me. meet new black people this week? I not any new ones. There's a there's one that comes to my job on a regular, well, on a somewhat regular basis. He's my one black person. Um, I saw him and he was like, "Oh, girl, that hair!" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> so yeah, there, there was my my interaction with the black person. Oh, I got braids done, so yeah, my hair is different. And I did get many compliments from the people at the supermarket, like, "Wow, your hair! How did it grow so long?" But yeah, let's move on. Um, this week. Hmm. Yikes. Come on now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't interact with this person, but okay. So I call Starbucks my office because oh. I live in the boondocks in the mm -hmm. suburbs of San Francisco. I don't live in San Francisco. So whenever I'm in San Francisco and I have time to kill, I'll go to Starbucks and get some work done. But see, mm -hmm. I don't always want anything from Starbucks. Yeah, because you don't drink want... coffee. Yeah, I just want the internet, really. <laughs> so I was at a Starbucks on Wednesday. In your office. In my office. And I sat down and I looked to my right and there was a black man and he also did not have any products. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, I feel guilty about this, but you know, I buy things. Sometimes I'll buy an Oprah tea. Um, <laughs> well, I decided that the Oprah tea is polyjuice potion. So, <laughs> so you turn into Oprah. Oprah tea, I'll turn an Oprah and then I'll get I'll be real productive and successful. That's my plan anyway. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I don't even want Oprah tea. So, you know, I just kind of like chill and use the internet and then be about my way. Um, oh, wait, but, I did meet another black person. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Oh, Who's, it was my Uber driver. Um, in Portland. In Portland. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so excited about this. I forgot. This happened like four days ago. He pulls up and he looked at me and I looked at him and I'm like, oh, like I already knew because I saw his little picture on the Uber app. So I knew who was showing up to my door, but he didn't know who I was because my Uber picture is a picture of Big Bird. So of course it is. He didn't, it's like he your didn't. Google picture is a picture of Grover. Super Grover, but yes, yes. <laughs> um, and so he, I got in and he's like, you're Laura? And I was like, yes, that would be me. And he's like, oh, all right. So, you know, we're driving, niceties, niceties, niceties. I was like, how long you lived here? And he's like, oh, about 10 years. I was like, you know, where's home? He's like, California. Fast forward, fast forward. I was like, damn, doesn't it suck being black in Portland? <laughs> like by the time we were, we had been to that, we got to that part was of like... relationship. Cause we just being about around the bush. Like, I know we need to have this conversation. He's like, girl, you know it. And I was like, all right, five stars for you, sir. But yeah, there was that. <laughs> yeah, y'all were practically best friends, you know? Yeah, pretty much. I'm surprised we didn't exchange numbers, but yes. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. There's literally like a kinship that is formed as soon as you see another Black person. Like you mm -hmm. feel connected. Correct. I would have hugged him if it wasn't inappropriate. <laughs> yes. It would have yes. been very inappropriate, Laura. I'm very glad you did not. Yes, I, I, right. I, I know boundaries. Let's do it. Fix it like Jesus. 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 I'm Aisha McGowan. And I'm Laura Solis. And this is Fix It Like Jesus. Yay! So this week for Yas Queen, I wanted to talk about Stephanie Curlo. Wait, would you just say that one more time? <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> it just seems so unnatural to hear you say it. I love it. Okay, let's continue on. 
<laughs> See, there's a way that I talk to other people, and there's a way that I talk when I'm by myself. With yourself? Or With just myself. Like, <laughs> okay, like, okay. Well, I spend a lot of time alone, like, on a computer. It's really mm-hmm. sad, but it's the truth. Like, mm-hmm. either organizing or ro- working remotely. So, you know, and whatever. So I end up, you know, saying things out loud sometimes, and it is what it is. All right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Stephanie Curlo. She is a 14-year-old girl in Sydney, Australia, and she wants to be the first ballerina um, to wear a hijab. And she wants to open up a studio that is open to all religions and like beliefs and ways of life. So she has been garnering support and she's been doing extremely well. Um, I guess there wasn't a place for her in Sydney to do ballet full-time. So she started, she did like a, a one of those, sort. what is it, crowdsource fundraisers? Oh, no, nice, yeah. Um, and she's killing it. And she's how long has she been ballerina? Beautiful. That I don't know, but from the looks of her videos, quite some time, she looks very skilled. Like it looks like she knows what she's doing. Yeah, it's I not saw like, that. Yeah, like she's she not just like, flopping around. Like she, yeah. she's got she's Some graceful technique. and yeah. te- she's got her technique together. Um, and it seems like she's found some representation. For her to figure out how to do the things she wants to do. Um, have you ever so, been to Australia? I've never been to Australia. I want to go I hear Australia. it is really far. Like, I know that sounds really <laughs> dumb. But, like, the thing when I hear about Australia is that it's just a super long plane ride. But we're like, on the West Coast now. So, like. So, it's a, a shorter plane ride than it would have been. Right? But it's still far because that ocean is large. It is a very massive ocean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go All to right. Australia. We'll do it. Okay, so election news, right? Mm. How how long until one week? November eighth, the day Next before week. my thirtieth birthday. Look at yeah. you getting all mm-hmm. getting all mature. <laughs> it's gonna be a birthday. <laughs> yes. <it is. laughs> okay, so did you watch the debate, the last one? No, come on. For what? <laughs> what? What? What would I have get? What would I have gained? Yeah, I mean, I've been live tweeting. I live tweeted the first two. Mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. Fix It Black Jesus on Twitter. Um, but I actually was working late during the last one, and I completely just didn't even know about the vice president debate, which I'm not even, uh, whatever. I knew. Um, I didn't know. <laughs> no. Yeah. I am choosing to be uninformed in that regard because I don't feel like I'm going to gain any real knowledge or information that I don't already have about either one of these candidates. Well, yeah, I'm at the point where, I mean, I don't feel like I'm going to vote for either of them. Um, I'm going to, although neither well, one of us lives in a swing yeah, state. Yeah, so, so I feel like I feel like a, a vote for Hillary would be a wasted vote. Like I'm at the point where I want other parties to be represented. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to get representation. You know? <laughs> but I learned that if you get 5% of the vote, then you can become a recognized party in debates and like they give yeah. you $10 million. Who or... gives you $10 million? Oh, like the, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah, you just, you just become legitimized. Like right mm-hmm. now, nobody looks at the Green Party or the Libertarian Party, bless their heart. Oh, I forget their name. There's a woman who, yeah, uh-huh. That's a part of either one of those parties. Jill Stein. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. there was a J. Mm-hmm. And Gary Johnson is with the Libertarian Party and you know, homeboy, 
can't with him not knowing stuff. And people are like defending him, like, oh, well, mm. you know, you know, he just doesn't have the team have that Hillary and Donald have, and you know, he's just not expected to know everything right away. You just they don't just have they just don't have the same resources. I'm sorry, did you just wake up one day deciding you were gonna I was go like, but he has the same resources I have. I know what Aleppo was and I'm not running for president and I'm not trying to say that I'm better than Gary. But do better, Gary. That's that's what. But I do need Gary to do a little bit better if he's gonna, <laughs> like. I feel like our standards for running for president right now are just so low, and I'm just really uh, I'm frustrated with Hillary Clinton because mm -hmm. I feel like she is by far the most qualified candidate to ever run, and yeah. Donald is the least qualified candidate to ever run. But she's also one. She's just really corrupt. And Wait, I just, I just need to, I just need to interject that because you just said you think Hillary Clinton is the most qualified candidate to ever run, like ever in like the yeah, history of well, America. Yeah, as far as if you looked at her on paper and the list of offices she's held and crap she's done. Okay, okay. As okay. a politician, got like you. if right. you want to see, if you want to name the person who's been the the most politicky politician, <laughs> <laughs> I get Hillary you. Clinton. Okay, okay. Qualified, meaning she on could, paper, yeah. Um, qualified. Gotcha. All right. Not all the needed. best president to on candidate paper though. Ever. Like if this was, if like, there was I don't a think resume. she's the best person to ever run for president. Else, okay. God no. Okay. But, I just need you to say that out loud. All right. I feel but, a lot better if now. We're looking. <laughs> No, thank you for that. But if we're looking at like we got Donald Trump here, Hillary uh, <laughs> Clinton here, yeah. and he's just not qualified. Like he's just not qualified. But this is just reflective of the state of our country it with anything. So like where you have more mediocre, the mediocre man, and then you mediocre, have the over like I would settle for mediocre. No, he's not even mediocre. Sub-mediocre versus the overqual not well, very qualified, very qualified woman. And then here we are. So yeah. here we are. But th what I was saying is, Gary Johnson, mm. stop making excuses for this man. I'm because just gonna call him do better, Gary Johnson. That's what I'm. Yeah, calling. because I get it. We have come to expect less in general because <laughs> we've been given to work with. Damn. But come on. Serious. Get your life. We can ask the man at least. Did you hear though? He was like, "Oh, well, you know, it's kind of good that I don't know where it is because if I don't know where the place is, then I can't bomb it." Okay, if that's how low our standards are. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along those lines. Like it, it was that was. Can the we point. can we talk about the hope we have for the future? Can we can we <laughs> talk about something better? Because I feel sad. <laughs> Did you uh, did you get your ballot yet? I got my ballot. Okay. I got okay. my ballot. Well, when we were in New York, you and I both were in New York, and it rained the whole time here in California. So I got back, and my ballot was soaking wet in the mailbox. <laughs> so it's hanging up on a clothesline in my hallway. It's dry ghetto. Okay. You okay. did your life, okay? You can't have to mine. It is we dry gotta, now. We I can vote too. now. Okay. But, I mean, is this your first time? Because I don't know how voting goes in Jersey, which is where you lived before you lived in no, no, wait. Did you live in Jersey before you lived in okay, New York? So because you went to school somewhere else. Both. No, not both. For the first presidential election for Obama, I was voted. Obama your first president that you could vote for. Two thousand eight, two thousand. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because the 2004 election, I was still 17. So oh, I mean, yeah, I was the, angry. The election was like a day before my birthday again. I was tight. And you couldn't register because it I was could. too late. Exactly, exactly. Well, you might have been able to because my friend's birthday was is on like November 3rd, I think. My birthday was the day after election day. You have to be 18 the day of election day. And I would not have been. I would have been 17. Oh, the day after. Life. I thought you said your birthday was the day before. The election no. was the day before your birthday. Okay, I get it. Never mind. You yeah. weren't eligible. Okay. <laughs> I was not eligible. Um, either way. Um, Obama yeah. was our first Obama was our first president that we could vote for. And even with that election, I was a little annoyed. Not um, because my like first hearings of Obama were like, oh, you're going to vote for him, right? Because, you know, he's black. And I'm like, no. I need to know more man? about this person. Who is this man? Like, <laughs> yeah. Who is this man that you're telling me that I'm voting for? Mm-hmm. Yes, I inevitably voted for him, but not because he was black. Same with, I think that was the same year he was up against Hillary, right? Uh, in the primaries, but I didn't vote in the primaries. I, I did, and yeah. I didn't vote for Hillary. Um, and they were like, but aren't you going to vote for her because she's a woman? And no. Or aren't you going to vote for him because he's black? Neither. No. I'm going to vote for the most qualified candidate or whomever it is that I feel is yeah, going to be in the primaries more in either. line with the issues that I find important. But... I asked that question because this is the first time I've ever lived in a state where you mail in your ballot because I, you you know, we both voted in New York, yeah. at least in the last election. And that means you have to spend at least an hour in line at oh, a public you school live. or a church. And then you go to the antiquated machine and you got to pull down the little lever and that's how you vote. So like, this is the first time we get to mail in our ballot for presidential election and i'm just like how come we don't do this in the other parts of the country you know i've always lucked out my polling places were never crowded i've always like walked in Mm. maybe waited behind one or two people and then Mm. voted it was never like i never had to deal with that like oh i'm gonna spend my for like i never oh the most ridiculous thing though i lived in boston in 2008 and i didn't change my i refused to change my residency i never changed my residency from new jersey okay until I moved here, but I did change my polling place to New York when I moved to Brooklyn. Um, okay. By the way, when I was in Boston, I took a bus for one day to vote for Obama, and then I took the bus. Excuse me? Oh, mm-hmm. because you hadn't changed your... Because I hadn't changed, and I was like, I'm voting, and I didn't do absentee because I was foolish and whatever. <laughs> I was not informed. So I had always been, before this election, I had been the person who... I just voted Democrat. Um mm. I didn't, I wasn't informed at all. I would go in the polling thing and I would vote for the big thing. And then I'd be like, what if, who the rest of these people? Like, yeah, I my know. mom, like since <laughs> I was a little kid, my mother would always take me with her when she was voting. Well, at least once she become an American citizen, my mom was not born in the United States of America. And so when she became a United States citizen, she was very proud of being able to fulfill her civic duties, if you will, in this way. And we would go inside the booth together. Mm-hmm. And she, too, initially would go for the um, the Democrat. And then when you would go further down the line and we didn't know who these people were, whether it was like Supreme Justice, Supreme Court not Justice, or what have you, are. may I just say, and I'm not saying my mama did this, but I'm going to say that I know people that might just pick people based off of their last name. Like, oh, that person's Latino. That person's black. (laughs) I'm picking that person. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm not saying I know anybody personally. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. that I might have heard. 
So we just gonna move on with that. But the point is, we're gonna vote, and we need to vote locally because otherwise, we're doomed. Because Not even just voting locally, but knowing who you're voting for. Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> like, doing it beyond the, oh, that person looks like me or that person's name is yeah, similar like, to mine. Yeah. It's Because uh, they're the person who directly affect your immediate yeah. life. Like your, your most, it, the parts of your life that you interact with most. So whether it's your roads, it's your water, it's your house, it's where you live, it's where you can afford to live, where you can afford to work, so forth and so on. It's going to be your local electeds. That's who makes yeah. or breaks your day if you will beyond what these federal folks are going to be doing for us which i mean if it's uh gary johnson he don't know where those places are so he ain't gonna Lord bomb them help um, us all. But, yeah. <laughs> but, like even in new york when i first started becoming more politically engaged it started with me wanting to figure out why there were no bike lanes in the bronx and then that got me into my community board and then I learned about who my city council person was and how they were the person who could advocate on my behalf to the mayor to get more bike lanes and the DO and the department of transportation so forth and so on and when I learned that it was like oh later Obama not later Obama but like after I voted for you like I can only vote for president every four years but in mm -hmm. my local elections there's a local election almost every year that's happening and whether it's your DA or district attorney who is going to be the person who will be able to charge the person who hits you with their vehicle. And it's a DA who determines whether or not they're actually going to go after that person. Um, but anyway, the point is local elections is where it's at. And we need to be more informed about who our local, local electeds are and how we can change who they are if we don't like them. Yeah, for sure. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to take my ballot and like a research everybody on it. Are you going to the <laughs> office to do that? Uh, what do you mean the office? Tell me Starbucks. more. Starbucks. Oh no, I'll probably do that at home. <laughs> I'm okay. not going to, I don't know how your ballot looks, but mine is very large. Oh yeah. So is mine. So, <laughs> so is mine. I feel like that would just be real ridiculous in Starbucks. <laughs> I feel like, like ma'am. Ma I feel like I need to clear my kitchen table and spread it all out and like just mm -hmm. go to work. Yeah. Um, and the other thing are the propositions, like the little things they're trying oh, to Oh, yes. Yes. Like you hear the, I hear the commercial on the radio because I'm always in my car here. Mm -hmm. And they're like, vote yes on Prop 55 or like whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I need to learn what those are and what they really do because the commercials are always like, they want you to believe such and such and such. And yeah, they're lying. Girl. And I'm like, are yeah, they really lying? Because I'm being swayed right now, and I want to make sure that I'm being swayed in the right direction. I see all the lawn <laughs> signs are like, vote no to this. And it's yeah, like, so what? I need to, I got to do my research. Yeah, the boyfriend and I, we have the day off today and tomorrow, and we have set aside time to just look, make informed decisions on the ballot. Like, we are doing no. this. And this is going to be his first time voting as an American. Because he just became a citizen. Yes, he just waved his little flag earlier this year. So I'm now so he's so proud excited of to vote. Oh, yeah. This is, I mean, he voted in the primary for Bernie. He was, oh, he's also proud. Also proud. Okay. All right. I think that's enough for election news. I don't really, yeah. We've, co yeah. we've covered all of that. <laughs> all right. So this week for damn James. Or in this case, damn James. Mm. You can say it different ways and it has different meanings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, there was a 66-year-old woman in the Bronx. Um, Miss Deborah. Or Deborah. We're not sure. It could be Deborah True. or Deborah Danner. Um, and she was shot by the NYPD. Um, in her home? In her home. 
Uh, but that's not what I wanted to talk about specifically. Um, as big of a news story as that is, I wanted to talk more about um, the fact that she pretty much predicted this. Um, Deborah or Deborah um, had schizophrenia and she was aware of her schizophrenia only when she wasn't having episodes. Um, but she did write an essay titled Living with Schizophrenia. And one of her biggest fears, unfortunately, was being killed by the police because they don't know how to deal with people with mental illness illnesses. It's just not, <clears throat> it's not a part of their training. Um, and unfortunately for Miss Deborah or Deborah, it ended very tra tragically. Um, but I don't know. It's just one of those, unfortunately, it's one of the many times in NYPD history, and I'm sure across the country, where it's very clear that the police department is very unskilled when it comes to having to interact with people with mental illness. Because she was unarmed, and she was in her home, and of course, the way they describe her, they made it seem as if she was an excuse my expression, but batshit crazy. And no, this is a person, this is a person who is suffering from mental illness. And I believe someone had, dang it, I wish I would, because this happened to several weeks ago. Um, they had been warned in advance about who it is that she, who about her condition. And it wasn't the first time they were interacting with her, at least that particular precinct, which was in the Bronx. I think it was the 42nd precinct because this happened to be really close to a former job of mine so i'm very mm -hmm. familiar with this particular police department um and i think they were going to the projects and like regardless of whatever every, people knew who she was in her neighborhood she had a she reputation had yeah and for better and by 66 people know who you are people know who you are in your yeah. neighborhood regardless of you know whatever your mental state might be they're gonna know who you are if you've lived there for so long um and yeah this was just a prime example of how our police department is unequipped to deal with other people who ha are dealing with mental issues. I remember that other time when there was a, a guy, um, I think also in the Bronx or maybe another part of New York where he um, was tasered and then killed and he was on an awning and they just like shot him, but he was unarmed again, <sighs> but he was, I think he was completely naked and he was having an episode, if that's the appropriate way to say it. Mm -hmm. And they just like shot and killed him and they didn't know what to do with him. And it was like, wait, this was unnecessary. Or yeah. they tasered him lethally. Like it was one of one or the other. Um, That's a mess. But yeah, well, it's like, it's her, like, get our lives together. Get it together. In her essay, she's talking about an, a woman and like years ago, mm -hmm. a very large woman is what she called her. She was killed by the police because in her, in her words, they were not trained sufficiently in how to engage the mentally ill in crisis. Wait, like, was she talking about the person who they actually like say her story parallels? Uh, it does parallel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think her Gomp last name was Gompers. Bumpers was her Gomp last name, Gompers. I believe. G O M P E R S. Oh, and I got B U M P U R S, but I'm good. Well, I'm just looking the at point her is, essay. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Okay, we gonna look that up later. But um, yeah. the point is, she felt like this was a problem that needed to be addressed and she felt personally attached to it. And unfortunately mm -hmm. she was right. And she also ended up dead. It's like she predicted her own death. She predicted her own death. An exact quote. 
we are all aware of the all too frequent news stories about the mentally ill who come up against law enforcement instead of mental health professionals and end up dead. Like, what do you do with that? Like, I mean, I'm afraid of the police already. Mm -hmm. Um, Imagine having to add that layer of being mentally ill to the point where you can't control yourself without medication. See, like, like, I feel like with my anxiety, I think I would shut down. I don't think I would mm -hmm. become erratic. I think I would Mm -hmm. shut down. Which which, could also be dangerous if you became more responsive. Not, oh, do you see that's terrifying? That's obnoxious. obnoxious. Yeah. Oh, moving Ms. on. Miss Deborah. Yeah, or Deborah. Which brings us to race relations. All right. So I initially wanted to talk about this use of the blacks because I keep seeing it and it's driving me mad. Lord of mercy. Um, but I think uh, I'd rather talk about Standing Rock. Um, and oh, and all the buffalo that just showed up. All the buffalo that just showed up. But. <laughs> Standing Rock, the Oregon militia, militia. We couldn't. We don't say that in quotes. Mm-hmm. And how people are trying to separate them and not say that they're similar situations in any for, in any fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we're getting accused, and I'm I'm gonna say we because I am I am also in the camp that feels like this is a race thing that the Oregon militia people are all have all been acquitted. Wait, really? They have all been acquitted. They have not been they're not free. No. They walk free. No. If it would have been a group of black people. And then you see Standing no. Rock and they are attacking these people. With or, dogs. With dogs and rubber what bullets. What year is this? What year pepper spray is this? and wow. And I'm sorry, just because we don't want to make any assumptions about what people may or may not know, would you share mm-hmm. more about the so-called Oregon militia, end quote, um, and what they did last year? All right, so, yes. So the Bundy, bar- B- Bundy Burgers, the Bundy Brothers <laughs> were acquitted. I prefer they were burgers. Word. A national wildlife re- refuge last year in Oregon, in Harney County, Oregon, um, for 41 days, I think it was. Ridiculous. They held this place, like they just camped out inside and would not let anybody in or but they would they get would, mail and they, and they like, would not leave <laughs> like people would ship them boxes of dildos i remember this i remember that in particular what? people would say yes i'm not making this up people started mailing them things and they were supposed to be so-called care packages if you will because some people would send them things in support of what they were doing, of course. But then there were other people who thought they were completely ridiculous and would send them boxes of dildos. But yeah, please continue. Sorry. That was not supposed to be the most important takeaway about why they thought they were doing this. Okay, so why they were doing this, they were, okay, according to Wikipedia, they were protesting the treatment of two area ranchers convicted of federal land arson. Um, I guess they burned something down protesting something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but those those folks didn't even want their help. They just did this. To <laughs> the, they were furthering mm-hmm. their own agenda, basically. Mm-hmm. So they were mm-hmm. like, well, here's our opportunity. Mm-hmm. We're 
to hold this wildlife refuge hostage and not let anybody in and we're not leaving. So they did this for 41 days and they didn't get hurt. They didn't get killed. The dogs weren't sick on them. They didn't get pepper sprayed. And that's how you know that they were all white people <laughs> because. And they had guns, like they were armed. Yes, they were very heavily armed. Oregon is a state in which you can openly carry. I guess that's also by, based on city, but yes, they were very heavily armed. Um, had they been set up the way my skin is set up and your skin is set up, that would not have been the case. There would have been bloodshed. But yeah, and you're comparing it to the folks at Standing Rock right now and how they're being mistreated terribly. Um, Either way, they were acquitted. After all of this nonsense, they were acquitted. That's the whole, that's the point. I mean, I can't say I'm surprised because of course they were going to see, they were, they were in court in Oregon. So, But some, some folks are trying to say like, oh, you're pulling the race card. This is not race related. This has nothing to do with um, fucking leave. them Come being on. people of color. This has everything to do with the state of our government and the systems that are in place, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, but if they were white. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> seriously. Because but if they were white, we would not be having the same conversation. And the fact is it happened in Oregon, hashtag Whitelandia. So mm-hmm. of course when they were, you know, if they had to go in front of a judge and I don't, I, I don't know, was there a jury? I don't know how they do these things. But the fact is everyone there looked like them. And the history of this state is one that would say that it would end the way that it did. Like, no surprise there. But for the folks at Standing Rock, like, fuck. Like, no, this is, this is definitely a race thing. Come on. To see it any other way, up yours. That's how I feel about that one. Caucasian is racist. Um, so I've looked this up. <laughs> if, you are, if you are ready to discuss this. Um, so, how so? Please so, enlighten me, because I, I, <laughs> I do not know. So apparently the word or the term Caucasian um, has to do with, well, actually, I wish I would have sent this to you. But anyway, um, there was a region in Eurasia called Caucasus. And oh. that is where the term Caucasian comes from. But it's highly unlikely that white people actually came from this place. Okay. And, there was in the 18th century a German anthropologist, and I apologize for mispronouncing this in advance, Friedrich try, Blumenbach. Um, there you go. Who devised uh, what is being called flawed classification system. I am, by the way, reading this off of a website called straight.com. So everybody take this with a grain of salt. Yeah, um, do your own research. Exactly. <laughs> um, devised a, a flawed classification system that divided humans into five races the white one, Caucasian, the yellow one, Mongolians. Malayan, the brown ones, Ethiopian for the black ones, and American, the red ones. Oh, so we Blum- Ethiopian then, according <laughs> yeah. to that system. Okay. Blumenbach believed that the Caucasian race was the most beautiful and oldest. Of course he did. Ideas that support white supremacy. While Blumenbach's four other racial terms are considered obsolete, Caucasian has sadly survived. Um, and essentially, it just continues on to say how, because of where it stems from, like that is just completely impossible for that to be the case so to use okay. the word caucasian just perpetuates this okay country. i will stop all right so that leads me to our internets 
topic. The internet. The internet. Yes. So this is the, re the reason that I have recently renewed my love for the word Caucasian, which I will stop using. It's <laughs> not okay. Is because of <laughs> Joanne the Scammer. Oh, God. I know. Uh -huh. I'm obsessed with this lady, man. Yeah, it is well, okay. It's, it's a male who has like an, like an alias and where he dresses up as a woman and is jo Joanne the Scammer. And it's just really funny. And she says Caucasian in front of everything. And it just sounds so funny. Like, my Caucasian home or, like, mm -hmm. my Caucasian jacket. <laughs> like, it's just, like, yeah. she's not – it should be said that she is not a white person. No, she is light-skinned, though. She's light-skinned, but, but she's oh, not a white person. I and she pretend – like, her – she is a white person, though. Like, the, the – the character. I mean, the character is supposed to be a white woman, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, a Caucasian woman. Yes, according, as Joanne the Scammer calls. Yes, according to her. And mm -hmm. the whole premise is that she just um, scams dudes, just scams a bunch of dudes. And it's yes. really funny. It's I, I think hilarious. I have it's such a trouble so with Joanne the Scammer. Because? Because, oh, now I feel like one of those millennials. I will say this, um, in that, Joanne the Scammer makes light of like cross-dressing, if you will, um, because that's what Joanne the Scammer is doing because Joanne the Scammer is not transgender or transsexual by any means. Not at this all. It's just the character that they're playing that um, the character, I don't know what this person's real name is, but he dresses up in what he believes to be Brandon. a white. Why do Brandon. I know this? Okay. So Brandon, you clearly have been. Stop. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Brandon chooses uh -huh. to dress up as what he perceives to be a white woman who is Joanne. Um, but it should be noted that he does not make any effort. Like, he'll oh, put on God. makeup, but he's got, like, a full-on, uncared-for beard, mustache, the whole yes. nine. And the wig situation is never nice. It's it like, is never. And it's like he, like, shook it out and then put it on. <laughs> and it's just, I, I feel like it is just so... Oh, I don't want to even want to say this word because I feel like I'm being the people that the people complain be the about. People, Laura, be the people. But, but it's like it's so. It's like he's making light of this thing that so that's many people struggle thing. with, and no, so many people that. like. And I have people. I mean, I think we both have people in our circles who are transgender or transsexual. We sure do. And some people choose to continue their life. So we'll say a person who's male to female choose to live their life without, you know, getting breast implants or other forms of cos cosmetic surgery that would make them appear more feminine. So the fact that he is making light of this. Oh, is this like if a white just, person is doing blackface? Yes, it is. Oh. It very much is. And it's just oh, like. Goodbye, Joanne forever. Ah, it, just, it hurts my soul because no, I must say so I have chuckled. Valid. I have certainly chuckled at this because some of this should be funny. But then See, it's like. I don't think it's funny because of the fact that he's dressed like a woman. No, no. I think it's funny because of the stuff that he's saying. Absolutely. That if I wasn't. Like, if it were a real woman, I would still think it was hilarious. Absolutely. But he's not, and I get where you're coming from. And the fact from. is that people have shared this, or at least I must believe it's someone in Brandon's camp, because by now he has a camp. He does have a camp. shared with him, like, yo, this is what the community is saying. This is what people are saying. He's and not he going to stop. He gives no shit. So he's he still making stop. his money. And, like, do you, but I, you're going to do you without me is really That's, what it just comes down to. That is, so. that is very reasonable. And see, I would like to also point out that it is good to have people in your life that will call you on your garbage, okay? 
This is what this is what our relationship is. We call. We talk you can be misguided. Nobody's perfect. People be making mistakes. Mm-hmm. I will admit mm-hmm. that 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 ain't right. And we're gonna walk away. Goodbye, Joanne. Walk away. Bye. Peace right. out. Brandon, Peace you out. got it. You can have it. I ain't with it no more. Okay. Something that is hilarious though. Black Jeopardy. Oh, actually, what? I don't know what Black Jeopardy. What is. you didn't watch? Oh. Okay, so SNL is trying to make a comeback. Um, okay. Don't call they, it a comeback. Sorry. Uh-huh. They never left. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, so they have a, a regular sketch. I think that's called Black Jeopardy, and usually they have like super or stereotypical topics or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this time, they had um, Tom Hanks. As I think his name as a character named Gary. I think his name was Gary. Whatever, okay. doesn't matter. He was a white dude on Black mm-hmm. Jeopardy. Black Jeopardy doesn't usually have white people on it. Oh, okay. Basically, the idea was that they wanted to parallel that lower class white people and have a lot more in common than they're willing to admit. Oh, we as sure far do. As their belief system. So basically, they were like asking the questions. And he was saying answers that they would say. And they were like, all right, Gary, we, we see you. You down, you down. You down. <laughs> like, it was like something like the, about the fingerprinting on the iPhone. And he was mm, like, I would never do that. Mm-mm. What is, that's how they get you. <laughs> and they were like, yes. <laughs> yes. Because you know, I have never, I have never done the fingerprinting on my iPhone. Hell no. My thing, I'm a teacher. My fingerprints are in every uh, system. Right. I have been fingerprinted like a ten thousand times. Fair okay, enough. So Fair enough. Okay. I'm on fingerprint. It doesn't. It doesn't. If they want to find me, they can. They I am. <laughs> I am. I am easily found. Mm-hmm. The government is listening to me right now. Oh, they we know. already know that. We wave at the NSA all the time. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. What's up, y'all? <laughs> um, well, okay. So Tom, I want now. I want to see this sketch. We should post uh, a clip yeah, of this we'll on one of the social medias. Yes. Okay. Sure. Um, but what so were you what? talking about? The Thames, the New York City <laughs> Thames. Okay, so while I was in New York for two weeks was when I started to heavily notice this in my feed. And I was like, yes, yes, yes to all of these memes, which I understand are ridiculous, but so many of these are so true. So if you haven't already, I don't know if there's a hashtag for them, but I imagine it's like NYC Thames. Um, or something, or New something. York Tims or something. Exactly. And I just, oh my goodness. If, you, if you're in need of a good laugh, if you're in need of a good laugh, please. The cat with the Tims on. Okay, but you see, but do you know why there was a bodega cat with the Tims on? Because Some, I don't know what her name is. I'm going to name her Becky. We're going to call her Gentrifier Becky because there is no way this Becky. woman is from New York City. I refuse to believe it. She had the nerve to the firstly put a Yelp review up on a bodega. Why are like, you yelping what? a bodega? <laughs> Who is yelping bodega? Like, I'm sorry. What you, you walk gonna, in, like, you get what you need, you leave. What are you judging them on? Their chopped cheese? But anyway, so she goes in. She don't know about the chopped cheese yet, though. Don't tell her about it, Laura. She's going to be yelping that next. You, and then all the people going to move uptown for the chopped cheese. But anyway, so she came on up. She did it. She had a bad experience. Something to do with the fact that she is allergic to cats. And there is a bodega cat, which if you don't know what a bodega cat is, it is just what it sounds like. It's a cat that lives at the bodega. That's his house. He will lay on your bread. He will lay on your platanos. And if you have a problem with that, go on to the next bodega. You just wait for the cat to move. This is his spot. So Becky the Gentrifier had an issue with this and she posted it. And now she even said something about not knowing whether or not the health codes 
would go would uh, how they would appreciate knowing there was a cat and blah blah blah. Up yours, Becky, the gentrifier. You leave the Bodega cat alone before he sticks his Tim so far up your ass that you go take your ass right back mm-hmm. on to Idaho or whatever the hell it is you came from. Anyhow, I'm sorry, I felt some kind of way. Where your Tim? That's ridiculous. How you gonna come to the Bodega cat? Really? And she now be- there's a petition no. to legalize bodega cats because you know that's got to oh, be against okay. some kind of health code. But oh, yeah. I don't think that's possible. I don't think they can possibly legalize bodega yeah. cats. I feel I like y'all doing too much. You're drawing too much attention to it. <laughs> so, we need to let it go before someone really does get rid of our bodega cats. Yeah, because they're going to start enforcing this stuff. They're going to be like, y'all know we cannot. We've been quiet yeah. about it. Just live your lives. Yeah. And you know, it was probably Gentrifier Steve who started this petition absolutely he's like oh i know what we can do mind you i will say that as a an organizer i'm all about petitions but i ain't doing that yeah for but you know but yeah, when that stuff now. is legit not legit actually yeah, like when that stuff not, is straight up illegal like you know they ain't supposed to be okay no cast in this bodega she wasn't wrong about that but she's not supposed to say nothing either like this is not a see something, say something situation. No, nah, we ain't gonna say nothing about the bodega. We gonna say hi. We gonna say exactly. what's up. We gonna you feel like laying on the bread? That's your bread then. I right, then I won't get like, bread today. Bodegas, okay. You don't even, there's no, you don't charge tax. No, <laughs> there's exactly. no receipts. Like, I have no problem you with You your item, you put your dollar on the counter and exactly. you wrong. It is so How true. How you gonna be yelping though? What you yelping? Uh, what are you yelping she's at? She's probably the first person to ever, she probably had to create the location on I'm Yelp. so frustrated with she, the idea of, of somebody, like most of them don't even have names like how did you find <sighs> they're all called the bodega like they're no all... that's not true no, i know always, they have actual names it's always named but... after somebody's daughter like jessica Deli. yeah i know Maria. but you just call what? it the bodega oh well, like, yeah of course i don't know what it's actually you're not gonna be like mama i'm going to jessica's deli yeah <laughs> <Who> <laughs> i'm going to jessica's that? Nope, nope. Like, nah, you go into the bodega down uh, the street. And, and actually, somehow you know which one that is. <laughs> while we're talking about bodegas, can we just say, because I learned while we were in New York that my significant other decided to go to, you know, hang out with some friends in Brooklyn and they went to a bar called The Bodega. Now, my mm-hmm. issue with this, because that is just gentrification times 1,000, is that a bodega <sighs> is a store, a grocery store that is owned by a Latino or Mexican, a person that speaks Spanish mm. and that is their first language or maybe second um, because indigenous people, what's up? But anyhow, the point is just because you sell things in a store does not make your store a bodega. Like in Portland, I bet you we don't have a single bodega. You know why? Because there are no brown people. No, there's like five. But the point is- <laughs> All five of y'all start a bodega. Right? But that bar, <laughs> That bar should not have been called the bodega, and of course, b- drinks were like fourteen dollars. Like no, like well, you know, there's the there's a shoe store in Boston, right mm-hmm. by Brooklyn Music, where I used to attend, mm-hmm. right? my uh, alma mater, whatever. <laughs> but there is a it looks on the outside like a bodega, and you walk in, and they have like three products, as you know, legit bodegas do. Mm-hmm. But there's a vending machine, which is the first sign that this is not a bodega. It's a vending oh. machine. And if you walk over to the vending machine, it's actually like a trick door that slides open and you enter into. I'm sorry. Why is it so difficult to get into the shoe store? It's not like, difficult. Who- it just sounds like a lot of steps. It's supposed to be like secretive and cool and culty or whatever. Mm. And it was, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was hot until, believe it or not, 
I think it was Tiana Taylor when she was on My Super Sweet 16. Which yeah, I saw like, that episode. Mm-hmm, I think we all did somehow. Mm-hmm. That's the one episode we all saw. Um, but she went to Bodega to get shoes for her birthday party. Huh. Okay. And that was it. Then all the ginger fire started showing up and the rich teenage white kids. Oh, yeah, of course. And it, it changed like, the whole... And it was ruined for everyone. See, I have an issue with the fact that when I Googled the definition of bodega, it starts off by saying a small grocery store, comma, especially in a Spanish-speaking neighborhood. No, that is not what a bodega is. What's a bodega, Laura? See, I'm going to go, now I'm going to direct you to Urban Dictionary's definition. See, they be tripping sometimes, too, No, it's accurate. It is accurate. A Hispanic slash Spanish slash Latin mini mart, kind of like a 7-Eleven, but usually smaller and more like a liquor store atmosphere. Commonly yes. used term on the East Coast, especially in the New York City region, where you will find many of these. The word came from the actual Spanish word for grocery store, mm-hmm. la bodega. Anyhow. Oh, wait. And of course, to use it in a sentence, of go course. to the corner bodega and get a couple of 40s. There's that. All right. Let's move on, friends. I think we should end there. I think we should end there. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> I think we have done all the things we need to do today. Yes. Yes, ma'am. All right. So we will put all the things that we talked about up on our Facebook. Um, Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Fix It Black Jesus. Um, And you can visit our website, www.fixitblackjesus.com. Or email us at fixitblackjesus at gmail.com. If for some reason you can't use any of those 3,000 <laughs> other forms of communication to find us. I am Aisha McGowan. And I'm Laura Solis. And this was Fix It Black Jesus. See ya. Bye. Please fix it, Black Jesus. Uh-huh.